Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you have the map of Ghana? Not here. In your life. At home or outside. Anywhere. You have the map of Ghana. You want to pray for the country. For Ghana, you look at the map. And begin to take it from the north to the south. From the east to the west. Amen. And when you are praying for leadership. Stop talking about people who are Christians. Talk about people who love Ghana and love the people. And don't be afraid to weed out everyone that is harming Ghana. Weed them out. You understand what I'm talking about? You weed them out. Weed them out. Weed them out. If they have to die, let them die. It's not a big deal at all. Because this nation is bigger than any other person, any single person in the land. Now, now, when you say you want people who are Christians, usually you get the church workers, church, what do you call them, members, they go. But how many people are with them? Are they also God-fearing? Are they God-fearing? Let God put people that he has appointed to be in charge of the nation. And they should love Ghana and love the people. If wickedness is not permitted in our life and our spirits, then everyone who perpetrates evil and wickedness should be judged. That judgment is not coming from God, it will come from us. I'm not talking about Ghana now. I look at the beauty of the flag. So where is the beauty of the nation? has been like that government after government government after government because most Ghanaians are very wicked it's not because of the leaders per se very wicked people look at what they are doing in the market wicked selfish profiteers take your time and pray for this nation if you love Ghana Until greed comes to an end. Even if you bring angels from heaven to come and take charge, it will be corrupt. Good morning. The room is warm, Abby. My prayer there should be very hot. So when you are sweating, you begin to think about the church. Praise God. Amen. The month of March has a theme, the power of the word of God. The what? The power of the word of God. I will just give you a few scriptures and then we'll leave the rest for the month. Amen. And in your intercession, remember we have a huge program next month. The beauty of the cross. I don't know how many of us understand that thing. I don't know how many of us understand it. So I don't know your expectation. Hmm? One drop of the blood of Jesus God brought liberty to mankind. One drop. <laughs> 
we have to understand it and appreciate it. The Catholics are fasting. They call it Lenten. What do you call it? Ah. If you are your own fasting is different, different days, but you must know that some people are looking at it from a different angle. And in your understanding, that is the commitment they have to be in line with what God is doing or what He did. And you must also, also arise and have an understanding of this work that Jesus did. And, and let's lift our eyes and our minds from the festivities. We have destroyed Christmas. We are gradually destroying Easter also. Why? Because even they who are saying they have Christ don't understand the one they have. Dominion Chapel International must be seen to be different in understanding. So be praying for the program, the beauty of the of the cross. And don't join those who cry during Easter. You only remember dead people. Beauty. Romans 1 and verse 16. Are you angry? Romans 1 and verse 16. Pursuing purity for one month to have the gaze of what Jesus did. If you are not going to do your own like that, you also must have a proper understanding of what Jesus did and enjoy it. Amen. You know Palm Sunday, what they have reduced it to? Palm Sunday. Palm no soup. Let's read this together, please. Okay, please sit down. Sit down. Yes, let's read. Hallelujah. Apostle Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God. That word power there is dunamis. Extraordinary manifestation of the omnipotence of God. The all-powerful God, his omnipotence is infused in his word. A dimension of power that human beings cannot understand. They can't picture it. In our military talks, we talk of the dynamite. When you put it there, it blasts everything. This one is more than dynamite, but from the same root. I am not ashamed of this gospel of Christ. 
why must he talk like that? I was looking at one commentary and, and the, the, the authors listed the number of times Paul was rejected, beaten, stoned, imprisoned, all manner of things that went on against this one man for the sake of the cross of Jesus Christ. And he says, I'm not ashamed. He cannot be ashamed because he has understanding of the power that is in that word and the necessity of the word for mankind's future and peace. So when in your own case somebody just insults you and because of that you won't talk again. You won't preach again. You won't testify again. Just ordinary insult. That your face is like monkey. It is only like. It is not monkey. Why won't you understand simple English? And then you are angry. I'm not going again. I'm not going. Why? They insulted me. You have not seen anything yet. If you know the value of the word God has given to you to go and market, to take in some people, to bring them to salvation, and you value the lives of those people, millions of them, you will not be moved by a single thing that somebody did to you as a person. He said, I'm not ashamed. He was in prison and he called himself the prisoner of the Lord. How many of you have gone to prison for the sake of the gospel? I have. I have. Are you ashamed of this gospel? Is that why you can't talk to anybody about this gospel? You are ashamed to be identified as a believer, a Christian. Hey, these born again people, they are here. Whether you like it or not, you are born again. If you want to resign, resign. Tell God from today, I refuse to be born again. And go and collect the book from the hands of God and cancel your name. From there, because you wrote your name there. It is a responsibility. It's an honor. It's an act of dignity for you to uphold the word of God and market it. Jesus said to his parents, I must be about my father's business. What business was he doing? The word. That was the business he was doing. Expounding on the word, teaching the adults who were said to have known the word, but he was teaching them. He was asking them questions and answering their questions. That was the business he was doing. It's my father's business to carry the word of God out. I came out when you were leaving. I saw the excitement in people's faces and I was encouraged. You should be excited when it is time for you to do the work of God. So, Wigglesworth said something. He said his, his, his moments of joy that you want to post, you always want to post for the cameras, is when he was signing a check for the kingdom. If anytime he had opportunity to sign a check, for the kingdom of God, he was excited and would want the cameras to capture him. One of the one of the statements he made that those who have read his works will not forget about is that one: the joy of giving. Proper identification, God's word, 
whatever God has said is what I want to do. It doesn't matter who is offended. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. What's his reason? For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. The Jew first and also to the Greek. He wasn't discriminating here. He wasn't trying to announce the Jews. But there was something very important in that statement. Because the Jews thought that they had the covenant. They thought they were okay. So he told them, you first. Before the others. You have the covenant, but you don't have the life. This word of God is the only avenue for a person to escape the imprisonment of the devil. Only avenue to escape. So when we hold the word of God from people, we are sentencing them to eternal woes and frustrations. You cannot be ashamed of the word because you are a product of the word of God. You understand what I'm saying? The word came to you and you allowed the word entrance into your heart and then you took a step as directed by the word of God and your destiny changed. You were brought from darkness into light. You were brought into the kingdom of God. And you became a member of God's own family by the instrumentality of the word of God. And Are you greedy? I don't think so. Maybe you don't understand why you should do it. It is the power of God. That without it, people cannot be saved. Without it, God is powerless. As far as salvation of man is concerned. What is this salvation? It is a very, very strong and all-encompassing word that talks about the peace of man. Your deliverance, first from sin and the effects of sin. Your deliverance from destruction. Your deliverance from the hole that the enemy has put you in. And your deliverance from poverty and all the things that came as a result of sin. That's God's power to bring us out. So we are born of the word and we can't run away from it. Otherwise, we will not eat and we will not live. First Peter 2 and verse 2 says, We should feed. Now that we are born again, we must, we must drink the sincere milk of the Lord, of the word of God. You drink it until you get to a point where it becomes meat. That is your source of life. That's your source. I have never seen, with all respect, a man giving birth and then carrying the child to the monkey to breastfeed the child. I have never seen that one. That a woman goes through pregnancy and gives birth. And because the husband's chest is heavy, they give the child milk. The capacity is not there. Doesn't have that capacity. You are born of the word. It takes only the word to make you realize your destiny, 
that God has given to you. So from the day you received the word of God and said, Jesus, I surrender myself unto you. From that day, your major meal became the word of God for you to grow to God's expectation and standards. It is the power of God unto transformation of the people that he created to bring them from their woes conform to the image of Christ. So this word of God is not something that you push aside. No. That is our only security. As the deer pants after the brooks of waters, it says, so my soul also pants after you, O Lord, the word. The deer has a particular scent on the body that attracts predators. Other animals will come and attack it and consume it. But anytime the deer managed to enter into a pool of water, that scent ceased. So when a deer had the predator chasing him, he would be trusting all that he knew about his savior to take him to where a pool of water was. And by divine grace and abilities, he has an instinct. The deer has an instinct to know where water is. He runs into it. Runs into the pool and then he is lost to the one chasing it. They will never be able to locate it. That is who you are also. When you get into the world, something happens to you. The words are speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Where is that scripture? Good. So the word of God is the spirit of God in a capsule. And when you allow it in, it changes your situation. Something unique happens to your life. Is that word that came into a person that was dead and he came back to life? Lazarus, come forth. He was dead and has started thinking. We were dead, but we we're moving around. Mobile corpses. If you knock like a person down, they say you have killed somebody, but the person is dead already. And then the word came. It carried the power of God, which is the life of God, entered into you and turned you to become a different person. So when people see you, they say, ah, what happened to this man? The question people kept asking my elder sister, what happened to your brother? I said, go and ask him. And they were afraid they couldn't come to ask me. <laughs> they were afraid. Something more than the understanding of men came, had a contact with me or I had a contact with that one and the thing changed my entire life. What men couldn't do, one moment the word entered, a transformation took place. It is the power of God unto salvation. So every word of God that comes to you has the potential to change your position. He called them gods unto whom the word of God came. And the scriptures cannot be broken. When you receive the word of God concerning any matter, you become a champion in that area. You become a god. So the day we are able to catch what God is saying about healing, we have dominion over sickness. 
God has already provided everything for you, but he wants you to also do something about it. You've got to take a step. You've got to accept his word as the only thing. If we can take our time to explore the word of God, deep, deeply our lives will be different. I know of a man who would always search for scriptures before he would pray. And that's the way some of us were brought up. Concerning an issue that is confronting you, you go to scriptures to find what God is saying about that thing. And you write those things down and you begin to call them out. Why? Because God cannot, cannot, he hasn't got the power to deny himself. That when we pray according to his will, this is the assurance we have that he hears us. And when he hears us, he answers. What is the will of God? It is the word of God. That is the power to compel him to do. The power that compels God to do. The one that brings a change in a person's life. So when you forsake God's word, you are powerless. Doesn't matter how much tongues you speak. It doesn't matter how often you go to church. If the word is not important to you. Now you are in this church. And of course any other church that you are attending. And then. On a Sunday like this. Your leader. Comes to teach. And he quotes scriptures. Listen to me. How many of us really take time to go through scriptures. That are presented to us. In the course of the service. After the service. You will tell me, oh, Bishop, I heard everything. They are, they, are, they are in my head. Yeah, they will be there. As long as they are in your head, they have nothing to do with your spirit. Until they travel from that level to your spirit realm, they don't profit you. So there's a need for you to now go back to the word and begin to think on the word. Archbishop Benson Dahosa had volumes and volumes of uh, prayer notes. He was a great man of prayer. But he would write down scriptures. He copied one other great man of scriptures, I mean of, uh, of prayer in Europe, who all write down everything. And then he'll be praying according to. He would tell God, You said if we pray according to your will, you do it. Now hear what you said. Hear what? Is he joking? No, you are not joking. It is a business between you and God. This is what you said. You said, if I do this, you will do that. So here you are. You are faithful. You cannot deny yourself. So thank you because it is done. There is no mucus here. It doesn't call for mucus running down your nostrils. You, you can't blackmail God. Don't do it. You know, I, I cried from morning to evening. You didn't hear me. God doesn't need your cry for anything. He is bound by his word. It is his power to turn you around. So give him the word and let him do what he wants to do with your life. Stop crying. Stop complaining. Stop thinking that God doesn't love you. The word of God that you hear on a daily basis. And some of you sit down in the night to do prayers with some ministers on radio and on television. I'm not against you doing that one. No. 
but don't let it become a mechanical work. Let me satisfy myself that I'm praying. No. What did they say before they started the prayer? Have you understood what they said? Have you gone back to the scripture? Have you seen the spirit in that scripture? That you can use that one to do your warfare? Have you done that one? I have not called the sons of Jacob to seek me in vain. Try and be bringing the scriptures so because I am not reading anything again. I have not called on the, the, the sons of Jacob to seek me in vain. It means any time you go before him, you should come up with something. How would you compel God to do the things that you want him to do? It is telling him what he has said. This God cannot lie. The immutability of God. He cannot lie. He cannot deny himself. He cannot say, okay, what I said yesterday, I didn't mean it. No. It's not like that. So let's get what he has said. It is the power of God to step into your situation. God will not encroach on your right which is your will he's always waiting for you to invite him to your situation and you carry one word and give it to him you said if I obey you and walk with you I will be the head and not the tail that is what he said and if indeed you have followed him he knows it if indeed you have been you have been so sincere and obedient he knows it so when you tell him this what you said God will not say I was joking at that time no it makes our walk with him very easy and we're able to maintain our peace at all times you don't want to have peace with God that's the power of God if ye be willing and obedient you eat the good of the land it means there's a bad of the land but those who are willing to walk with him and are obedient to his word they will eat the good of that land so no land has evil alone every land has good so be willing and be confident with your, in your walk with God trust him so much that he cannot fail you God is no respecter of persons I'm doing a little project for myself but it is from the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. So I'm trying to upload some things into my system to help me. I started, I'm going through the New Testament. I want to see all the healing things that Jesus did. I want to understand him. I want to have a proper view of how he related with people. Pride has the power to destroy you in spite of anything that you think you know. If God hates the proud, then I should not be in that bracket. But every man has a tendency to pride. So you are the one who will now search what is God saying here. And then you come out of it. I have devoted one diary to that work. I have done it before. I'm doing it again. So I'm reading from a Bible that I have not underlined anything in. 
There's a Bible that one of the children here gave to me about two years ago. That is what I'm using now. What did God say? How did Jesus react? How did he respond to one that was sick? What did he say is the attitude we must have to be a blessing to those who are sick? Anything that flows from the word of God has an enduring ability. It has what? An enduring ability. It's not something that happens today and tomorrow you are looking for, you can't get it. No. It works every time. It works every time. So the word of God is so powerful that we cannot put it aside, not for anything. Not for what? Anything. It is the power of God. Glory to God. If you have understanding to check on the Greek word used there for salvation, Uteria, you understand that it covers a whole, it's a whole package. It's not that I'm born again. That is not the issue. You are born again to where? Into what situation? Your character is one major issue you cannot put aside if you want to succeed in your work with God. Character. And character is not exterior. Character is an internal thing that shows on the outside. It shows what you have put on your inside. Character. Don't tell me that's the way your father is. It makes you a very lazy Christian if not an ignorant one. In our family, we are, we, we, we are, we are hot-tempered in our family. Which family are you talking about here? And then you got born again, you left that family. Essentially. You joined God's own family. Where love is supreme. It's just like people who always have people others to blame for their failures in life. I blame my father for so many years for not taking me to school when I passed common entrance three times. I blamed him. Anytime I saw the people who graduated from uh, secondary school to sixth form, you know, in a particular year, I said I would have been one of these people. So I now be angry. I'll be more angry against my father. Until I came across certain things in the Bible, in the scriptures, that made me know that your background is not important as your present ground. Your present ground is your relationship with Christ. And because he is never late, you cannot be late. So I have to forgive my father with joy. Led him to Christ. Because it wasn't a reason why I was not making it. It was because of my stupidity. You have someone to pass the ball to. It's not your fault. I'm not, I'm not a reason why. I'm not. I'm not. It's not me. Now, if I had gone to a particular school, <laughs> I was telling pastor the other time, I said, look, the, the, the things I suffered in certain schools that I attended, I made up my mind that my children will not just go to any house school. I tell you. He had to stay at home for two years 
to go to Covenant University because they told me it was starting. They couldn't start that year. I said he must wait. I wanted a school that had a holistic approach to life. Not just you go as I'm out as an accountant. They put money in that place. You, you, you steal it and you spend to add zero, zero. Cancel this one and push this one here and put that one here, accountant. Counting ants. But one who carries the image of God and the fear of God is in him. You put your money inside his mouth, he will spit it out. That's what I wanted for him. It was a deliberate thing I had to do at his expense. So one would think. But the, the effect, the impact upon his life is what he's speaking now. An atmosphere of the spirit, an atmosphere of the word of God. Your character is touched by God's word. The spirit of God at work in you becomes your motivating force to make you do things that you do. So please, from today, don't blame anybody for your character. Accept that you've, you've missed out of it, of what is good, and then get back somewhere. Sit down. Ask the Holy Ghost, show me something in your word. When you study God's word, you will know. What you will see, don't cover it. You, you, you know something? One day I opened the Bible, several years ago. It fell on the scripture. There's no peace for the wicked. I closed it. So I'm not wicked. I opened again and it went to another one. It, 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 it appears twice in the Bible. So I asked God, am I wicked? That's what I asked him. Now I came to understand there were some things in my life that shouldn't be. I can't go and say that's how my mother gave birth to me. Nonsense. If I'm following what my mother was, but now I would have slapped many of you here. I searched scriptures and I found something that 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 anger lies in the bosom of fools. And I say I'm not a fool. That was the end of the matter. That got angry with you. It wasn't one day an issue. Early in the morning, by 5 a.m., I'm in your house. If we fought yesterday, in the morning, I will come and continue with the fight until I was satisfied that I beat you. That's all. And I came with all manner of things. There will be stones in my pocket. All manner. How can you live a life? Like, are, you, are you an Ajengule boy? Sorry, don't be offended. You are responsible for your character. So in Acts chapter 20 and verse 32, he gives you a key. Can I have that one? Let's read that together. Uh -uh. Everybody read. Everybody read. You are not hungry yet. Everybody read. I'm about to stop. If you don't read well, I will start afresh. <laughs> yes. Can we read that one? And now brethren... And to who, which is, and among who, I commend you to God, it didn't end there. 
and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up give you proper character and give you an inheritance among all them that are sanctified there's an inheritance some peace some goodness somewhere some gracious atmosphere where you will live and then you enjoy yourself it is your character that is molded by the word of God. The word of God has the power to mold your character. So don't tell me this is how they born me. Who born you? So stop hiding. Come out. And let God see you as you are. And help you out. Stop pretending. What do you gain from that one? So I may be angry with you now. I may shout at you. But I will feel the pain of my shouting. I have to go back and sit down and see how I will draw you close to myself. That's how far he has brought me. That's how far he has brought me. I, I cannot, I can't, I can't be angry with a person. for What is the meaning of that one? That you offended me and I said because of that I won't talk to you again no why I will meet a word very soon since I have not stopped reading Bible the moment I carry Bible I will meet something that will tell me what you are doing you are a fool what you are doing is not correct and who is a fool the one who says there is no God that God cannot correct you makes you a man who is a fool so in this month, we are not just going to look at the word of God as a source of our wealth. We are going to look at the word of God, the power that brought us from darkness into light, that is able to keep us in the light and make us enjoy the fullness of the light. That our lives will speak to others. Our lives will, will, will bring about changes in others. People look at you and they want to be like you. My appeal to every one of us this month as we go along looking at the properties of the word of God and what the word does and so on and so forth on Sundays and on, um, on, on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I want you to pay particular attention because a word you have been looking for for a long time may drop for you. And when it comes, be humble enough to allow God to do a work in your life. It takes humility to enjoy God's word. It's not academics. No. It is not boldness. How can you be bold when you are, you are wordless? You can't be bold. It is the word inside you that makes you bold. To look at Satan in the face and tell him sit down. Sit what? It is time to go back. And start again. Look at the ABCs of the word. And go through. I do that quite often. Please. Don't get to any point where you think you have arrived. That I know. You don't know anything. This word of God is new every morning. God speaks to a thousand people from one word. One thousand people or more. As the word comes. Everyone gets something. Get, get, so everyone gets something. Whosoever wills, the Lord will show you something from that word. So there's something that you must get. There's a word that is meant for you. 
There's a word you need to transform your life. And let the word help you. And you also help yourself by embracing that word. And speaking the word to yourself. We'll be talking about how to use the word of God and all the rest of them. The least that we can within the time frame that we have. But do yourself the favor of reading. I have one small machine. They call it a messenger. I listen to scriptures from Genesis to to where? Revolution. <laughs> from Genesis to where? There must be a revolution in your life when you pick any word. That's the way I look at it. And get ready because some word is coming your way to change you. Some word is coming your way to make you stronger. Some word is coming your way to deliver you from a situation. Some word is coming your way to draw you closer to God. In this month, by the time we are close or are done with the month, you will never be the same. In the name of Jesus Christ. This God respects his word. If you respect his word, then the two of you are at the same level. Let me tell you that by the word of God that will come your way, which you hold in your hand as the Bible, you become a marketer for the kingdom. And you don't market what you don't have. So get ready. Get what? Ready. Get ready. How many of you have read John's gospel before? John's gospel. Oh, raise your hand. Let me see. The gospel according to St. John. How many of you have read it before? How many of you have read it about four times? About ten times? About twenty times? About hundred times? <laughs> Praise God. Read John. For a purpose. Read as much as you can. I've read certain books in the Bible for so many times. So many times. When I want to fast, there are places I go to. You are quickened. This Bible is complete. It's what? Complete. Open your understanding. As you yield yourself to the Lord, you will talk to you. In the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, stir up a love for your word in the hearts of your people. And open every man, every woman's understanding to see you in the word. The psalmist says, open my eyes that I may behold what? Wondrous things in your word. Open my eyes. I want to see you, Jesus. That should be your prayer. Lord, I want to see you. I want to see you in this world. I want to have an encounter with you. Open my eyes, oh Lord. There are wondrous things here that can solve my problem for me. So open my eyes to see these things. May you be that person who have constant joy as you contact God's word. And may his peace abound upon your life. And may your life take a new turn this month. A turn for good. Make you more powerful and more proactive in your life. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. Let me, before I sit down, congratulate all of you for coming around. And also going out for soul winning. There is profit in it. And you will not be robbed of your, of your I tell you. God bless you. Greet somebody, tell the person, do more. Greet someone, tell the person, do more.